I can't wait for them pull up with more podcasts. Oh, I know. They freaking need to. I know. (laughs) I'm so over it. (laughs) Alrighty, folks. Welcome back to the Sober Minded Podcast. Episode something. I don't know. This would be episode four of season three. Are we actually splitting it up? Or season two, sorry. We're actually splitting it up into seasons? Yeah, well, kind of were. I just kind of did it just because it, whatever. Nice. I like it. It's on season two still. I figured we'll get like eight podcasts in a season and then split it up. Sounds good. Whatever. I like it. I like it. Anyways, yeah. So total, this is probably like episode like 14 or 15, but... Something. It is crazy. We have done quite we've a few. We've done a, a good bit. Like, when you actually think about it, we it hasn't been every single week, but right. moderately consistent, other than the summer, yep. for over like over a year or almost a year. Yeah, I think... Um, when did we... Oh, man, I can't even remember when we started it. It's kind of crazy. I'd have to look back, but yeah, it was, it was very consistent for the first couple months, and then summer hit. Or it was probably like three months. Oh, more than that, right? Was it? I, I feel. And then summer hit. No, yeah, it definitely would have been. Because it, let's see, because we had our birthday party up here and we started that after. It was about a month or two. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah it would have been yeah. like eight or nine months at least. Something, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> pretty, crazy, pretty crazy. Well, thank you all for coming back. Um, we're getting back to our more structured format, yes. which I'm excited. It's fun to do the conversation ones, but we end up kind of not really having a uh, like a guideline yeah and we end up just kind of rambling i think which it's free balling a little bit it's all fun and yep. we can we'll still do that like at the end of the episodes yeah but um i do like trying to do deep dives on topics and actually doing some research and tying stuff together and uh it's more engaging it's engaging for us to try to study yep um and hopefully it's engaging or the listeners. It kind of just well. it kind of brings more of like food for thought more than like a conversation. Not that we, you know, we don't have intelligent conversations, but um it is one of those that they can bring up the points on their own and speak within their own, own self or within their friend group. So, I think it is very important as well. Um actually if not more important. Yep. Yep. So, um I'll pray. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together. Uh, thank you for all that you do for us and uh, these wonderful lives that you give us. Please please uh, help us stay on track and bring glory to you and uh, be good, godly men in your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> so our topic tonight is reality. Um, we've been thinking about this topic as... Um, we're at a we're at an age now where what constitutes reality is up for debate yep. with virtual reality becoming more prevalent it is an interesting topic because it's always just been well reality is reality like it's yeah reality like you but it's kind of just new <laughs> yeah yeah you know but as virtual reality becomes more real and you can put on a headset and it's hyper realistic what you're looking at and yep. you know who, who knows how long until you can actually like feel objects in in a virtual environment. Well, they're already doing like the haptic systems. So you put on like a vest and stuff and you get shot and you can kind of feel. Oh, really? So it is huh. getting to that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, we wanted to touch on the subject. Um, we kind of have like three like main ideas that we kind of want to structure over. He's going to be more of like um, 
like the nor- the more spiritual material side and I kind of wanted to take it to the technological which I guess is material um but more of like the technical technological um space I guess we I could say cuz that's like the best way I could put it <clears throat> yes so um this is cool this has been cool because um we didn't communicate on how we were going to structure this episode or how we were going to do our studies so we approached the topic from different perspectives or different angles and i think it makes for a more well-rounded uh, conversation so the way the way i we're going to start off with my little segment here whatever um i focused on reality through a christian perspective and what is what does that mean what what constitutes the reality we need to be living in and focusing on as Christians. Um, so I will be starting out in Second Corinthians 5. I'll be reading verses 1 through 10. <clears throat> For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So this passage, it's talking about the temporary nature, the temporary home of earth, that spirit or the physical reality. Um, And it touches on our eternal home in heaven, the spiritual reality. And so this kind of is in one example from the Bible that paints the picture of the dual realities that, um, we're presented with as Christians. Yeah, yeah, the kind of the dual realities that we we live by on a day to day basis. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on in there, um, they they mentioned how we were we were naked, um, and you more and more get fully clothed. Now I wanted to I wanted to like um, connect that with the Genesis uh, where um, we started off naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't know that we were naked. Uh, I believe it was Genesis three is when it started talking about the Garden of Eden. Um, I feel like it was Genesis in one. No, was it in one? I mean, I I don't know well enough. I sh- I should know better, honestly. Um, is it? Oh no! Yeah, I think you are right. Yes, Genesis yep. 3 talks about the fall. Yep. And so uh, the connection I kind of made there um, was he was talking about how you get more fully clothed. And as as the hum- as humans, when we experienced the fall for the first time, we caused the fall for the first time, I should say. Um, we had to get more fully clothed because then we realized, oh, no, being naked is a bad thing. So I think what they're kind of trying to explain in that passage is that being naked is kind of the the first step in a way. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it. I like it. Um, so I wanted to start off here because, um, like I said already, that's kind of the broader picture that we see throughout the Bible is that spiritual reality tied with the physical reality. Yep. And this is a this is a, a trope we see through the entire Bible. Yep. Start to finish. Um, and as Christians, um, we have to we have to keep that in mind because we live in a very postmodern world where it's often uh, the focus is on the physical and we become reluctant to talk about the spiritual reality because yep. mm-hmm. um, our society is very evidence based, very. Well, if you can't prove the spiritual, then it does not exist. Yep. Um, I say scientific lightly be- because <laughs> science, true science and uh, and spirituality should coincide. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've become more. Uh, I don't even know what that science would be called. It would be more materialistic science, I guess I should say, just because that's what it is. Um, The belief that there is no creation or no creator behind the creation. Mm -hmm. Um, So now from here, I wanted to jump. We're going way back into First Chronicles. There's a very beautiful passage in here chronicles 29 10 through 15 therefore david blessed the lord in the presence of all the assembly and david said blessed are you o lord the god of israel our father forever and ever yours o lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours yours is the kingdom o lord And you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and give uh, strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Wow, that's a spirit bomb right there. I love that one. (laughs) It's a beautiful passage. That is great, yeah. Um, That is really really focuses on God's might. And I love how, how much it just gives him the glory in it all. Yep. And I think that's a beautiful passage because what that does is really paint the picture of God is at the ultimate, he's at the peak of reality yep. where we're going to be talking about different, like we can talk about different sub realities or yep. different subcategories in reality, but at the head of it is God, who is the author of reality. Yep. He's the author of this all. It's all a part of his plan. He is at the top, and we have to keep that in mind as we go through this because it ties in with, well, what are we called to do? We're called to bring him glory mm-hmm. in all that we do. Yep. So even as we're approaching these different topics and like virtual reality or what does it mean? And, yep. you know, we need to keep in mind, okay, what does it mean in relation to God? What does yeah. it mean in how should I approach it in a way that brings glory to God, um, in a way that God calls me to as a Christian? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think it's so great, um, especially for King David, um, just because of all the adversity he's faced in his lifetime, you know, David and Goliath, um, and he still always brought glory to God in everything he has faced. Um, no matter what he has faced. So 
I think it's great that he's still putting our Lord God on the pedestal of you are the almighty, you get all the glory and not mm-hmm. necessarily because, you know, most of us humans, we, we would use that, that opportunity to be like, oh yeah, I, I did this. I was the one that did this. Not, you know, not him. And, um, well, David being a, a true follower and a true believer, having a good relationship with Christ, um, he knew, he knew that it was all to him, which mm-hmm. is great. It's a beautiful thing. Like you were yeah. saying, um, when it meshes with what he's dealt with in the, in the material world. And mm-hmm. he knows that it's not all material. He knows yeah. that God is helping him the whole time. So it's just beautiful. In 100%, my opinion. 100%. I love, I love how, long this single passage yours O lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory yep. and the majesty mm-hmm. for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours yep i think that's cool because that's something we have to keep in mind yeah through this and as we go through adversity as we go through the day-to-day you know and we can talk about like spiritual battles yep. um we'll talk we'll touch on some passages that yep. talk about that at when we think about battle, we think about, you know, two sides fighting, oh, who's going to win? We have to keep in mind that God is the victor. God is the author. God already has won, mm-hmm. you know, and he has it all already played out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I almost don't want to bring it up, but um, it's kind of happening right now in America um, where we have this this idea of Republicans or Democrats and you're not one or the other. Or, or you're one or the other, sorry. Um, or you're just not anything. And it's like, well, no, I'm a Christian first. And mm-hmm. my Christian values tend to be very conservative, which tend to also line up with Republicans most of the time. So, yes, I will proclaim, proclaim myself as a Republican. But when it comes down to it, you have to you have to set aside those beliefs because we can find ourselves putting those way above anything that really matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We can find ourselves putting, putting aside God and being like, Oh yeah, I'm American loving guy. you know, shoot guns and heck yeah. And don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love America and Mm -hmm. I love guns, but those things fall short of God. Yes. Yeah. And you have to be careful because um, oftentimes we can make our our identity the political party we affiliate yeah. with, and I think that's I think that's uh, one of the key factors in why it's such a such a divided and charged yeah. environment right now. Is these people a lot of people have made their identity their politics, and so if someone has different political beliefs that is um like that's putting them in opposition to your identity yeah you know like in a sense they're attacking your identity yep. so you have to defend yourself and and i think that's where most of the problems come from is the fact that it's not just something you align yourself with anymore it's more of like that's who i am now mm-hmm. um and, you know, I didn't live in 
the 70s, 80s. So I don't know how it was like back then. Mm-hmm. But I feel from what I can gather just from information and from people that have been there, I feel like it was more of a, well, no, I align this way because this is what I believe. More of more of that compared to, no, I align this way and this is who I am. You know, not necessarily this is what I believe, but this is me. Yeah. Um, and I think we could we could do that. It's so so crazy. We could do that with so many things nowadays. Um, like military guys. Oh yeah. Not to diss on military guys, but that is their only personality. <laughs> for a lot of them. For a lot of them, yeah. I should say. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, for blue collar, it it can really get in great. I mean, I'm wearing the freaking sweatshirt right now, like support blue collar, but. <laughs> Um, I think it can get really ingrained in like, oh yeah, I'm just a blue collar guy and I just work, work, work and go home and 100%. come back to work. So, um, that, that's where I, we get to see that identity taken abused yeah. is yep. the, all I do is work and no days off and yep. okay. But you're, what about your identity as a father and a husband yep. and for Christians, a Christian, you yeah. know? Those things have to have to come first. And being where I am right now, um, just as far as like new company and second year apprentice and, you know, single, not a, not a father, not a, not married. Um, I have the opportunity to be able to like, yeah, I mean, if I want to work or if I'm able to work to seven hours or. Sorry. Wow. If I'm able to work a couple hours extra on my normal day then why not you know but i think it gets to a point where if you're if your family is complaining about it then i think you really need to think about that that is something you really need to touch base on because for one that's not a good place to put yourself and for two it's not a good place to put your your wife your children they're gonna you know grow up thinking Oh, my dad, all he does is work. He must love work more than he loves us. And and the problem is, is most of the time that will get supported by the fact that he's always at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things you have to, you really have to keep in check because mm-hmm. it's so easy. It can happen to all of us where you're, you're like, oh, yeah, this is I'm making tons of money. I got so much overtime this week. Let's do it next week. And you get into that wh- rhythm where you're, slowly starting to develop a love of money over oh hey i need to reel back and i need to think about what i'm doing here yeah and i think something to be aware of too is okay if you are taking on more overtime as a husband and especially as a father you have to you have to capitalize on the moments that you get with your kids then yep you can't be you can't be lazy in your fatherhood with those few moments you now get with your kid yeah you know because then what the kid sees is you're always gone and when you're home you don't want to spend time with them yep whereas you might be working for your kid for their future but the kid doesn't see that in in their child's eyes you know because all they see all that they can see is (laughs) is um (laughs) you're not you're never around um, and when you are around, you're too tired. You're not invested in spending time with your kid, yep. you know, um, and I'm not a father, but 
someday right. I will be, hopefully. And um, <laughs> um, that's something that I think I need to, will be needing to focus on. Yeah. And I think that's something we, we all struggle with um, because as much as I love my dad, he had those moments too. Um, yeah, I think all of our dads did. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and I, it, it's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least with my dad, I got, I got pretty lucky where he realized it pretty early on in my life, not necessarily in my brother's lives. Um, so I got a little bit better of the, the end of the stick than they did. But I think he uh, he came to that conclusion like, hey, yeah, I really need to spend a little bit more time and kind of figure out what the heck's going on in my kids' lives because I don't even know who the heck they are. And so it got to a point where, yeah, he kind of had the real back. He had to find a different job that that he was able to work a little bit less hours. You know, still made good money, but it was less hours and – He's able to support us, but support us in other ways as well. Um, because some guys will take the, I'm supporting you as, oh, yeah, I'm bringing money every week. That's supporting you. Well, a good father, in my eyes, because I've seen a good father this way, in multiple, you've seen a good father in this way. You live on his property. <laughs> yep. But uh, a good father, in my eyes, supports you not only with everything mentally, and everything physically, but he supports your spirit. He support, supports your walk with Christ mm-hmm. um, because a good father knows the importance of that. And a good father is called to be that way by Christ himself. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a really important distinction that you need to make. You have to, especially as a hardworking guy, most guys want to be hardworking guys, right? But most guys fall into that trap of, work, 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 and don't get to see my family. Um, and, yeah, you kind of just have to take that step. Uh, even if it's, like, for me, if it was a big pay cut, I understand. But if it was a minor pay cut to be able to work less hours, take that pay cut. Go spend the time with your family. That's more important. You yeah. always make money, but you never get time back. Mm-hmm. And if you're intentional with your time, exactly. with your family. Yeah. And not necessarily just, oh, yeah, I'm going to go sit on the couch for those two hours that I'm not working yep. now. Yep. I'm going to, oh, hey, do you want to go to dinner sometime, honey? You know, like, or should we take the kids out to Family Fun Center this Friday that I'm not working now? Like, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, because they need it. Mm-hmm. I ha- absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, those are your other roles. Which providing is that same role, yep. But there are different facets to that role, and you can't get too, you can't get too caught up in a single facet that yep. the other ones start to at fail. the other ones' expense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We kind of went off on a tangent, on, and I'm sorry to bring that up, but well, I'm not sorry to bring no, that up. No, not at all. It's all. It's definitely all related. Yep. Because um, that is part of your spiritual reality, part of your spiritual calling yep. as a Christian husband and father. That is the way you know? that we are meant to be. Yep. Yep. Cause this is this all ties together. Like we talk about we talk about these different topics and yep. they're different topics, they're different facets, but they're different facets of the same calling. The yeah. same reality, you know? Yeah. And so I wanna bring it up because I seen this on TikTok earlier today, actually. Mm. Um 
I want to bring it up. I where so it, it starts off with this chick. She's like, oh yeah, I was going to the gym and uh, you know, I was gonna be a normal housewife and this and that. And then God had different plans and um, and she was being a missionary. And I'm like, well, God still has those those plans set, but maybe He changed the or maybe you didn't realize but you were going to be a missionary for a little bit and then you're going to come back and be who you thought you were going to be um because we don't know we don't know what his ideas are sometimes mm-hmm. um but it it was just funny to me that a a christian was thinking that way and i get it like you know your plans initially are going to be screwed up because they are not god's plans yep but he does still have those true wants of your heart in his mind. Um, he even promises things of our heart or thing. Yeah. Things of our hearts will be granted to us. And now I'm taking that out of very, very out of context. But um, what I mean by that is you will get the deepest desires of your heart at a certain point of your life. Whether those things are bad or those things are good, they are all lessons and it's all God telling you something. Um, and so when it comes to like a, the family regiment, I thought it was funny that she was like kind of dissing, kind of. And I'm not saying I, I know this person 100%, but what it looked like to me is that she was kind of dissing on like the traditional woman like of the olden days like you stay at home and because now she's doing a whole nother life and this and that well you know you have multiple different facets like you were saying you have multiple different facets of serving the lord and eventually being a housewife is going to be one of them eventually for most people um some people don't get to experience that which that's near here nor there if they or not but um i think that is a big like i don't know it kind of just seemed like a smack in the face to me like yeah well this is what i would have been doing but now i'm doing this and it's like well you don't know what he has planned for you yeah well and i mean i didn't see the video but it kind of sounds like she was talking about how great it is to be a missionary as opposed to being a wife and mother is that what yeah that's kind of where it was coming off as and and i could I get it because we are called to be missionaries. Um, But I believe as well that if it's in God's, you know, if it's originally in God's plan, then it is. Um, It's going to be that way. Uh, So to me, I was, I was seeing it as like a smack in the face kind of deal. Not because, Oh God made her, you know, do this, but like she was saying, oh, that's not who I'm going to be ever, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. It was more of like, oh, this is who I'm going to be now. Not of not ever going to be what I previously wanted to be. But God promises to us, you will be what are the true desires of your heart. So I don't know where that could have gone. But um, yeah, well, and like- just based off of one video, it's really hard to. Yeah, really well, and you don't know, like, she doesn't know what the rest of her life will be like. But yeah. that does kind of speak to 
the larger attitude of, I guess, younger people, I guess, um, the, the abandoning of the traditional, like the norms, you know, yeah. of like husband and wife and having kids. Yeah. And it's often, it's often kind of touted as this restrictive, you know, it's, well, you lost all your freedom. It's the end of the world. Yep. You have a wife and kids now. You can't do anything fun, but, but okay. Maybe you have more flexibility to go out on evenings, you know, and do whatever you want, but you don't get to experience the love of having like a, a loving, supportive wife mm -hmm. and that relationship or loving kids and raising your kids, you know, you don't get to experience those joys. Yep. So, okay. Maybe you have more ability, more freedom, whatever to do what you want, but what are you losing? What, at what expense, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I think gets overlooked, but I can't, I could see, I don't know how long it'll be, but it's the pendulum, the pendulum of time, you know, there's yeah. the rebellion. Oh, this is the way to go. But then over time, you'll see that that isn't as fulfilling. Like there's a reason traditions, there's a reason, uh, biblical traditions yep. have held up for yep. thousands of years because it does lead to a fulfilling life, yep. a fulfilled life. If you live out your part, right. and if especially like if you and your wife are both living out those parts, if you're both living out what you're called to do, you have a loving, supportive home. It's not always going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but you're reaching a potential that you couldn't on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the only reason I uh, I brought that up as like a smack in the face kind of ideal, and who knows, it could have been one of those things like that's not what she meant by it, and it was just one of those not very, I would say, information-filled kind of videos. It was kind of like, I'm just putting this out here because this is what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like a smack in the face into that traditional like housewife kind of deal, and yeah, we're mansplaining right now, right? You know that? <laughs> but to me, uh, it just, it really did seem like that. It was like, well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you being a traditional housewife in, in today's society. But you're making this video seeming like that was a bad thing. Yeah. No. And now what you're doing is the good thing. And yes, it was, it is a good thing. But... Mm -hmm. Being a traditional housewife is not a bad thing either. Yeah, you, know? you don't need to be dogging on that because yeah. that's not what you're doing or not what you feel called. At the yeah, moment, you know. Yeah, because the the funny thing, and I'll I'll get off this topic, but the funny thing is, is you don't know if that's going to be your life, you know, in the future. Yeah, you don't know your future plans. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know what your life is going to look like in a month from now. Yep, you know? exactly. None of us do. Could change just like that. Um, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> Anyways, after that tangent, <laughs> so gonna be reading in Ephesians six ten through eighteen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, 
Take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So this is another passage talking about the spiritual and physical realities and how they how they come together because you can see like as christians we're we're we have these dual planes where we need to be aware of the spiritual existence and our our roles as as children of god you know we have this new role this new position um and how does that affect our lives in the physical world and mm-hmm. in this world and how we should live in our day-to-day lives and this i like this passage because it it kind of lays out um, and it gives us these different attributes to be living in and um and that's how we we can approach and um you know it's all this combative imagery but yep. how we can approach that those kind of combat whatever mm-hmm. situations yep. is through through standing in God standing in Christ and his power and um praying all times and um as we as we get closer to God you know that's mm-hmm. that's when um we're i don't know at our strongest so to speak yep. you know yep and it's not through our power but um, and that's how you live a fulfilled life, kind of like yep. we were talking about, yep. you know, and that's how you fulfill your calling in the physical world yep. is through strengthening yourself in the spiritual yep. world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was actually going to I was going to bring that one up, too. Oh, really? I'm glad you did. It's a classic. It's um, a classic. I mean, it is one of the best, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it makes strong connections of the spiritual and the physical. He's basically telling you hey you're gonna be dealing with things and this is what you got to do to be able to deal with those things um he calls us to be basically good stewards of of him um you know putting on the full armor of god you know and not even just for yourself but being able to combat the evil for other people too um as as like great well i don't want to call them great theologians but Cliff, uh, I don't know if you've, have you looked at that podcast yet? Cliff Knept, I, I think is his yet. name. No, no, I need to remind me. Yeah, he's, he's really good at being able to, hey, look, this is how it is. You know, like he will lay it out all for you and tell you, but I'm the same way you are. When he has, when he has someone ask, you know, why, why does God allow sin? Well, you see, <laughs> Um, that was mostly us. God gave us this free will because he, you know, he wanted to have that relationship. He didn't want a bunch of robots. Um, so he gave us a free will and he, I'm stealing this all from him, basically all from him. Go, go watch, um, his video. I believe it's 
one on uh, the Huskies college campus. I can't remember what their thing is, but it's on one of the college campuses. Anyways, the Husqvarna's. Yeah, the Husqvarna's. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Anyways, he was talking about, or he got asked, you know, why does the all-powerful God allow sin? Well, when we talk about God as all-powerful, we 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 talk about him as yes, he is the creator, but he lowered you know, allowed himself to be less powerful and give us the choice of free will so that we may choose to follow him. Now, whether that aligns with predestination, we can get into that topic (laughs) if we want to. Um, Predestination or not, or actual true free will, how do we go about, you know, splitting those two apart? I don't really think you can. Um, At least according to what we know from the Bible, I don't I know it's really hard. It's mm-hmm. a really hard conversation. Anyway, one of our topics could be man, that'd be we, like a four hour podcast. I know, I know, but it would be interesting. <laughs> it would be a for, good because, like, I know, like, a kind of preliminary on that topic, yeah. But I haven't yeah. done a deep dive on all these different points, different yeah. verses that dudes on either side of the aisle, yep. use. Yeah, and for me, I tend to align at least my thoughts make the most sense with Cliff's thoughts. And I don't want to raise somebody up as, Oh, he's the greatest because he's just a human as well. Um, a very well thought human, a very sober mind as we like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was basically explaining to the kid that we were given f- free will for being able to choose evil or being able to choose good, good, and it's it's really hard conversation because I'm going to keep bringing it up. But whether that aligns with God's will or it doesn't, that we'll never know. Um, at least fully. We'll know to a certain extent. Um, because our own goodwill could be described as our free will, Right. So what we want to do, what we want to choose is our free will. That is also our will. Now, God's will does not align with that will. God's will is, well, this is how it's going to be in your life. Our will is, well, hey, this is how I want it to be in my life. Um, Sometimes he gives us those things. Sometimes wills, you know, they're kind of going like a phase in electrical Sometimes, yep. Sometimes <laughs> they meet in the middle. Sometimes they're one eighty degrees out of yep. phase. So, um, sometimes it's AC, sometimes it's DC. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it AC, sometimes it DC. Uh, there's a good T-shirt in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny to look at those those things that way because when you're when you're like looking at sin and evil. As this big monstrosity thing, you always got to rear back, especially as Christians, we got to rear back and like, our God is way bigger than anything. With God on our side, nobody can be against us. Mm-hmm. They can, they could try, but nobody can be against us. And it's, um, it's really prevalent in our culture now. Um, just evil in general, um, mm-hmm. the glorification of homosexuality, the glorification of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, the glorification of Satan being a good guy. Have you seen those videos? No. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic too. Um, mm. there's a bunch of guys. They have, I think it's 
three, typically three theologians is what they call them. One's a Christian, one's whatever. And then they have three Satanists, essentially. All meet in one room. And then they bring up random questions like, I believe Satan is evil. And whoever believes that walks up, explains their belief. Once their belief, I mean, and it could be multiple people. It could be like three people that walk up and say, yeah, this is my belief. This is my belief. But then at the end of it, all of them walk up and discuss amongst each other. Really good idea. It's really, um, it's like, in my opinion, it's the only way to get a civil conversation in something so rooted like that. Um, it's an interesting topic. So what are the dudes that think Satan is a good guy? Is it because he rebelled against an authoritarian? Is that that's kind of that's what their idea is? It's like a it's in my opinion, it's kind of anarchist in a way. Um, there's you know their main point, at least from my perception of it, is there that he's rebelling from this um, super like communistic god, right? Or not communistic, um, radical god. Yeah, which most communists are, but, um, this radical God and Satan's actually, you know, he became a fallen angel and he wants to be the one that helps the earth. And he's, you know, he's giving all these things for people and really it's so creative, but they're using their creativity in the most wrong place they ever can. Um, It's funny because that is a more popular, like the whole, like, well, you know, like the down with the patriarchy type mm-hmm. deal, you know, it's down with authority. Yeah. And, and I recognize like in America, like we have yeah. very democratic, um, like when it comes to like, you can't like if my response to them would be like when we're dealing with authoritarian humans, we're dealing with with uh, flawed yep. humans, you know. Yep. But if you have an all-powerful, good God, an all-powerful, just God, that's when you would want right. one figure. You yep. want you want the good king. Yep. You know that's that's a common trope throughout many stories. You know you want yep. the good king. Well, and I think that's where a lot of the problem lies. Is we perceive, or at least most humans perceive, a lot of things spiritually um, as what we can see from the universe or from mm-hmm. our universe. Right. Yeah. So they perceive these, these things as, Oh, well, Kings, Kings in our life are bad and, or whatever. And so that must mean he's bad. Well, no, that our, our God lives outside of time. Our God is truly just, truly loving. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't abide by our rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. He, well, he doesn't abide by any rules; they're his rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it brings up the interesting conversation of, well, what what's your take on kings? Then you know, because any any one person is going to bring up, you know, Great Britain or kings of the king of China, which I don't know if you could really call him a king, but or. The king of multiple different civilizations, and they'll, you know, king of Rome, king of mm-hmm. um, Alexander all these the Great, Alexander the Great, 
king of all these things and king the, cyrus of persia yeah that was an example of a good king <laughs> but they bring up all these things and the one thing that you could tell to them is you want to know what your main problem with that is they were all humans none of them were a great and all-powerful god mm-hmm. <laughs> so as far as the the material and spiritual mixing there i think it's funny um that people people are so out of touch with the even with the possibility of a spiritual being and i i i shouldn't say out of touch i think they're out of touch with the possibility of a good spiritual being mm-hmm. um because whenever you bring up oh he will accept you any way you are right now he will everybody's like well no that's not possible because i've done this and this and this and this and this it's like no it's not how that works he will accept you any way you are um but most of that is because they've experienced people that haven't accepted them because of the way they are mm-hmm. so they use their materialistic vision to view what a spiritual being could be like um and that is very prevalent in everything we see. Yeah. Um, because we see Satan, or <clears throat> we don't, but society sees Satan as, oh, he's just this big scary guy. And so, you know, if we team up with him, he's probably trying to help us actually. And <laughs> I don't know. It's the it's honestly one of the weirdest, most most unimaginative i mean it's imaginative in the wrong way mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of, it's the culmination of this it's completely anti anti-tradition mm-hmm. anti-christian anti-religion you know it's this because then you know like in this postmodern world we love the common the common desire of people is for unbiased, you know, yep. and unbiased. Well, okay. Well, what if, what if you had a king? What if you had a god, a spiritual being who was completely good, and um, isn't biased like against you? You know, mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'm I'm not presenting this way, but just ultimate ultimate good, mm-hmm. you know. Because that's that's what you would that's what you would want, right? You would want someone to be leading you. You would want to serve someone who was ultimately good, perfectly good, right? You know, yeah. Ultimately, deep down, we are ingrained with that. Um, I mean, it, we see it in our movies. A lot of our movies are hero stories, and they steal, not steal. They use from the Bible, whether they know it or not. You know. Um, it's one of those it's one of those things that people just don't either they don't want to realize it or they just don't realize it. Um and I think both of those are partially true. Um I think people have a problem with thinking nowadays. Um and so that's actually kind of why we came together and wanted to make this podcast cuz it it not only allows us but makes us kind of think about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, At least definitely more than I would have 
in my day-to-day life. Um, it gives us kind of just a, a period in time that we, you know, hey, we studied up for a couple hours, had to think about what we were going to say, had to think about how to present things, um, and had to think about what the culmination of that idea could be. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it speaking on God's behalf is the scariest thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, because you want to do it right, and you yeah. know you can't do it right. Mm-hmm. So, a flawed person trying to present a perfect message. Yep, exactly. Um, and the problem is, is we can only present it as we perceive it. And we are mm-hmm. flawed humans yep. that perceive it the wrong way most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's obvious things that he makes pretty clear to us, like don't have premarital relations. <laughs> yeah. Do not have relations while you're married with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like he makes those things clear. Um but there's a lot of stuff that could be taken the wrong way. Um especially a lot in the Old Testament because a lot of that was under a different covenant. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people take that the wrong way. Um they um like <laughs> A lot of people. I've had the conversation with a few people, at least in high school. I haven't, I haven't really had the conversation outside of high school, which is kind of strange. But yeah, um, it is just one of those things. It's like you kind of just have to do your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think God realizes that. I think He sees it. Yep. At least we're trying. <laughs> yeah. I hope. <laughs> For sure. I hope He sees it. <laughs> For our next next passage. I'm going to go into 1 Timothy 4, starting in verse 7. Have nothing to do with the irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Hmm. And I like how this this also ties that into how we should be approaching um, spiritual and physical realities, mm-hmm. because um, you can see you can see the. Um, the precedent of the spiritual reality over the physical reality mm-hmm. were called, you know, I get pretty, pretty plainly right here is bodily training is of some value. Godliness is, is a value in every way. Yep. You know, yep. like you can train, you can, you know, you, you want to be in good shape. Yep. I was but gonna, godliness, fulfilling, yep. fulfilling your calling that, that rounds you out in every yep. aspect. Yeah. I was going to say, it does tell us that, you should train mm-hmm. your physical body, but you have to train your men- your your spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't if you don't really train it, like I don't know. For me personally, I've had to like stop myself, and I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I even thinking of? Have you ever had those thoughts, and you're like, what? Who even put that in my mind? Yeah. Um, just because it's it's one of those things. It's like that should have never entered my mind. Why did it enter my mind? Um, I think every, every person has had those thoughts every now and then. Right. So you got to like, you got to reel back and 
for me, it's a calling to be like, oh, God is telling me I need to get back in my Bible. Yeah. Um, and talk to him for a little bit. You know, I, I, I take it that way. And it's for me, it seems to be um, not necessarily a relaxing thing, but like a comforting thing. Like, at least I know I could always run back. Even though I should be maintaining that relationship, I know I could always come back. Yeah. Um, and he says that pretty clearly. You know, you'll take your steps away from him, um, but you'll always get real back if you're saved, you know, especially if you're saved. Um, I mean, we walk a line. Sometimes we were off in the wrong way. He's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Get back on this line. Um, but yeah, one thing I wanted to mention about First Timothy is uh, actually First Timothy uh, 4, 1 through, I think it's 1 through 4, I think. Um, it says, the Spirit clearly states that later times some will, some will abandon their faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come from hypocritical liars, those conscious, ah, those consciousness, ah, I can't even say it, consciousness, consciousness, consciences, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, sorry, <laughs> have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received by, or with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. And the only reason I bring that up is because I actually had it in my notes, on my on my paper notes, <laughs> not on my phone. Um, and I was glad that you turned to Timothy because I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, but he pretty clearly tells us, at least in that passage alone, that not everybody is going to turn. But... One thing I want to add, or turn, I say turn, but not everybody's going to follow God, right? But I want to add on to that. We do not know who is walking that life with God and who is not walking that life with God. And he calls us to be his steward into explaining that to everyone, or mm -hmm. telling everybody his word. <coughs> ah, I'm dying. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I think that's a good a good little section. Mhm. Mm yeah, I I like it. Um. So I will be ending my little deal here in Ephesians five verses <coughs> uh, eight through twenty one. <laughs> For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But, is, but when anything is exposed to the light, it becomes visi visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. This is talking talking about what we're called to live, you know, mm -hmm. where we've been called to live in that light in, um, have that, have that, um, that fruit, so to speak, yep. um, of, of living in that spiritual reality of 
being followers of Christ. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he also states that you'll know you'll know people by their fruits too. Mm-hmm. Um one thing uh that I kind of wanted to add on to that as well and I wrote this down on my phone notes. Ah, I'm losing my voice for some reason. Hmm. But um 2 Corinthians 11:14 it's just a simple passage but it makes sense. It says and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Touches on what you were saying there. Um, because it was, you know, telling us about you are the children of light. You know, you follow the light. And in this case, the light is our Lord. <clears throat> Goodness. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. It's like kind of throat tingle. Um, but it says that Satan himself will deceive us and masquerade his, himself as the light. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the spiritual, the big spiritual plague. <coughs> You're all right. I'm, I'm dying. I got something in my throat or something. The big spiritual play comes in, comes in is because people won't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy if you are not saved. Um, and that's why I say, you know, as much as you can, just try to at least try to read the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also realized I cut my reading <coughs> short for some reason. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm nice. going to pick up um, in the rest of 14 through 21. <laughs> Fair enough. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So I think this brings up a good point. Um, the only way to worship the Lord is through song and hymns. Yeah, it says pretty clearly. And it yeah. also, uh, there's no place uh, in worship for drums yeah. as well. Yeah. Those are of the devil. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. so for anyone wondering, no drums. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, have you ever heard that? I I have heard that. I think maybe it's going away as time goes on. But when I was a kid, I remember like some people thought that drums in worship was an evil thing. Well, I, you know, it's so funny because I remember <laughs> if you didn't sing hymns and I've gone the trail for most of my life, so it wasn't that big of a thing, but there was a lot of people that I knew that were Christians. If you didn't sing hymns, you were not following, you know, yeah. what God said to do. And I'm like, well, yes, I understand that is a form of worship, but we also have very, very many other forms of worship. As Christians, you and I, what we're doing right now is a form of worship. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to say what is one way or what is another. Yeah. Well, and yeah, what makes a hymn different than a modern worship song? Right. Just it was created at an earlier time. Yeah. You know, there's no really basis for that that (coughs) distinction if, if the modern song is just as worshipful. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's that's what I I don't get about that thinking 
uh, that ideology is what really what really constitute your hymn being better than my worship song. Mm-hmm. We're both worshiping. The only thing is it's older. Yeah. Yeah. But does God bless one better than the other? Other. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So what makes it better other than? Yeah. No, I agree with you. No, I know. I'm just yeah. saying it's like it, it's it's just a funny ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have anything against hymns. I rather no. not ever sing them. But oh, really? Oh, I love hymns. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm oh. a sucker. For oh, him, I believe man. it. Yeah. I'm being serious. Oh yeah. I'm being dead serious. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now, <laughs> bud. <laughs> I'm not a huge hymn fan. I'm not. Oh sure really? Why. Yep. Oh, I. I legitimately love hymns. And there are, there are some because I think it has like a more classical feel and I'm a big classical guy. Yeah. But as far as like, and it's so funny cause I'm, I don't like the other side of the spectrum where like the super like kind of pop focused Christian songs. I agree. I'm I don't good. like those either. Yeah. So, well, I do because they're glorifying God, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily want to listen to those. But there are certain hymns, so I guess I shouldn't say I hate hymns. There are certain hymns that I do like, but as far as it comes to like worshiping God, I'd rather just listen to a song that um, some country artist made about God. <laughs> I do. I do love the country I, I like Cody Johnson's yep. song, country or Christian songs. Yep. Josh Turner has a whole like gospel album. Have you ever listened? I to have one? seen I, that. I like yeah. One. Cody Johnson needs to do a gospel album. He needs to do multiple. Not a Childers trash gospel album. An Which a, an actual gospel? You album. know, when that first came out, I was like, because I kind of had known what Tyler's like, um thoughts and opinions were so when that first came out i was like huh either he's lying to us or he's actually changing kind of seems like we know that answer now further actions would suggest yeah the first of your two options yeah (laughs) so not saying there's not a chance but man Mm -hmm. that kind of uh kind of brings him out to be one of those false prophets we like to talk about in my opinion yeah yeah no hate against tyler childers no but it does say that there are going to be false prophets and to me that seems pretty false prophet like yeah it just it feels sacrilegious i can't i don't know i don't like almost dirty in a way i can't listen to it yeah i do not enjoy it when it first came out i actually enjoyed it i had liked the music like it was good music but you know and then i was i would go back and look i'm like hmm you know he's never thought this way and some of it was like okay this doesn't make sense but anyways he had never you know said anything about christianity never said anything about christ in general Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just releases this huge Christian-ish music or album. So it kind of seemed, it seemed really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, comes back to that false prophet thing. Like, oh, hey guys, 
you're gonna like me because I have this music out now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, what do you got? We gotta gotta wrap up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So this is where <laughs> that was my little bit. Now. So I wanted Chase to... took it in a more. I took it in technological... like a Yeah. <clears throat> so it's funny because as soon as you mentioned the VR like side to things, um, <clears throat> I kind of just took that and ran with it for some reason, which. Well, it good. worked out really well because I think this structure works out well because I presented kind of a foundation on how we should be approaching and how we should be viewing yeah. realities. And now you can expand on what these like newer realities kind of are. So we can, as we approach these different subcategories, mm-hmm. we can view them through the lens of the ultimate <clears throat> reality of christ christ's uh uh, power god's ultimate plan our role in that what we're called to do what we're how we're called to act Mm -hmm. um in reaction in response yeah to these new new emerging realities yeah um that's such a hard topic too because there's still so much unknown about all this stuff for sure um and that's where having these, having this foundation, no matter what emerges, yeah. we you can always come back to the biblical reality. Yeah, it's a good, it's a very stable thing to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You always have it. It's not going anywhere. Um, <clears throat> gosh, I am, I got something in my throat. I don't know. It must have been that cherry Cavendish. Um, it did not like me. There's an apple juice. One of those, another one of those <laughs> apple juices in the fridge, if you want it. I think to just clear my throat, I might take it. Sounds good. It's kind of stuck behind the dirt bike. Ooh. Yeah, if you can reach one, actually, I'd take one too. Yeah. For anyone wondering, they are zero percent alcohol, because I, alcohol is evil. Alcohol is evil. As clearly stated. Do not be drinking wine. Wine. But he never said anything about whiskey. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> Wine is debauchery. Whiskey is something else. Whiskey is completely fine. <laughs> We're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if anyone <clears throat> didn't realize that was satire, that was satire. Oh, <laughs> oh that helped. Good. <clears throat> it just had to clear up a little bit. Anyways, so uh, kind of leading, and it's going to be gonna be a little dark i hate to say that like Mm. on my part of the story um but leading into like the ai uh cloud-based realities that we are seeing um there's this there's this ai website um we know it by chat gpt and i'm stealing this completely from haunted cosmos our three listeners, if you want to go listen to <laughs> it, I highly really recommend this podcast. Go to that podcast. It's so great. But I'm stealing it from them, essentially. this They lay out, they approach different supernatural topics through a Christian lens. Yeah. Um, and they do a really good job at staying rooted in the Bible while also entertaining yep. these yep. wild ideas, um, ideas yep. and stories. And It's very... <clears throat> it's very... Um, it touches that that part of your mind that is explorative. Mm-hmm. Because you know, at least as Christians, you know that it's fake. But you also know that 
what if, <laughs> you know, that kind of side. And in you. some of them, there could be a grain of truth. There could know. be. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways. So we go to this uh, AI called ChatGPT. Now, of course, this AI is coded in a specific way. You're not supposed to be able to um, get certain pictures of depicting certain things. So like sexual um, pictures, you're not supposed to be able to get those. Anything depicting them. Uh, I don't even know if I could say this on a podcast. The M word. Can I say that on a podcast? What M word? Mur. Oh. Like murder. That gets you. Banned. I don't know. I feel like that's Anyways, right, right? You're not supposed to be able to get pictures that depict killing. murder or killing or anything gruesome or bloody <clears throat> or deformation of human body, right? Mm-hmm. So in comes this fictional AI character called Loab. So this whole. This whole um, idea came up um, from a Twitter post, actually, or or X, as you would call it. And what stood out to me um, is the whole fact that these AI were specifically coded to not be able to get anything like this. And if if you haven't seen it, I don't recommend looking it up. If you're, you know, if you're not very uh, spoopy, it's very spoopy. Yeah. Um, but it's really, um, kind of, it's a female, right? It's very grotesque. Have you seen the picture? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I Googled it and it was yeah, I did too. disturbing. Oh yeah. It's very, it's disturbing. one of disturbing. it's one of those that it's not necessarily gross, but it's very, it's like the uneasy. It's unsettling. Yeah. Gross. Very uneasy. Like what am I looking at right now? You know, one of those things. Um, so it's not necessarily the couple of things that uh, that would really hurt you, like murder or anything, or anything super grotesque, but it is <clears throat> as far as disturbing and gross goes, it is 100% that. But, anyways, this whole idea of Loab, the, the, the reason, do you, or is it Lo, Loab or Lobe? I think they pronounce it both ways. Oh, okay. Uh, or I don't remember. One of those. Anyways, the whole idea behind Loab was Loab was supposed to be like some sort of... They used the name because Loab in... I can't remember what mythology or whatever was like the, the goddess or a deity of destruction and like human destruction, right? And I think they kind of explained that on the podcast. I... It's been a while since yeah. I heard that one. Anyways, um, they brought up, like, the, the the person that brought this up onto Twitter had named this Loab for this specific reason. Because it's like the destruction of human or something like that. It's like the, the tearing apart of the humanity. Now, um, the whole, like, the whole purpose, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is the 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 part of Loab that really disturbs everyone, frankly, is the fact that somehow, some way, this AI was 100% not supposed to, like, never supposed to be able to bring this kind of picture up, but somehow, some way, this picture started showing up for people. And as more, as more and more traction got onto this picture, onto this Twitter post, more and more people started seeing it starting being able to get to it 
through this AI program, right? And you would think something like this, the AI programmers would be like, oh, crap, we need to go and do something about this, right? Yeah. Well, what their biggest, what they said was, oh, no, our AI is not coded to be able to bring stuff up like that. So this is crazy that you guys were able to find this and this must be edited. And and quite frankly, a lot of people were posting on Twitter. It's not edited. They're finding multiple different versions of the same idea right yeah so it's like it's a different picture but it's the same kind of um sub idea if that makes sense um the the grotesque human the the disturbance uh, like of the human body you know um it's very disfigured and yeah just yeah. like a complete and utter like um how would you say that? Disrespect? I mean, not that we can respect humanity anyways, but it's like a complete and utter disrespect for humans. Mm -hmm. And what was super interesting to me is that they brought up cryptids. And cryptids are like some other deity um, could be de demonic, typically is demonic, right? Um, and, uh, but it was funny because it, like tied into the spiritual, like, you know, humans coded this stuff, not supposed to be able to get to a picture like that. Now people are finding this picture. How does that happen? You know, there's gotta be something playing within that space, something mm -hmm. playing within that space to be able to interject. It's definitely weird. It is definitely a hundred percent weird. Now, the reason I saw this as um, a really, like, tying topic uh, is because, like, for AI generation, AI is completely, completely software. So you have hardware, which is, like, like on my computer, my keyboard is the hardware. Mm -hmm. The software is what runs Windows. And so AI is all something that a human created, not... I mean, I guess hardware is too, but it's all something that was coded and was made up, essentially. Um, so for an AI to be able to, I guess, reach into the back pockets and pull out a picture like that kind of makes you wonder, you know, what's really going on with AI? Yeah. And this kind of brought the suspicions uh, upon a lot of people like, Maybe there is something weird going on with AI, and this is just the start of it. And then, of course, we look at, um, I can't remember that AI human robot thing that they made. It's like an actual human robot. Oh, the kind of chick-looking one? Yeah. Yeah, I um, remember they'd like bring it around to talk to people. And yeah, stuff. really strange. But even that has the ability to learn, which to me is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because the ability to learn becomes, hey, we're replacing your jobs with robots to, hey, robots are taking over <laughs> just because of like the iRobot movies that came out and everything. But um, I'm going to read right off their Wikipedia for this. <clears throat> so, yeah, Super Composite, which I believe is the chat GPT one. Yeah. For various reasons are declining to disclose the software used to create the in, in, images. 
Loab has been re referred to the first AI-generated cryptid and has such gone viral. Despite hyping up the cryptid nature of discovery in their wording, Supercomposite admitted Loab isn't really haunted, of course. <laughs> Which is funny because they're humans saying that. Yeah. So the whole idea of a haunting, right, is a spirit taking over, essentially. How would a human know if it's not really haunted? Yeah. Which, you know, it brings up the whole, like, it's such a huge conversation that you can get into, but it brings up the idea of haunting and if people believe in ghosts. And, and they're saying it like it's fact. It's not actually haunted, of course, right? Mm -hmm. They're saying it in that way. Now, they don't know. But the reason they're saying that is because it's all human generated. Yeah. It's all human made. So it's all human controlled, right? So the whole the whole thing I'm trying to get to here with at least this story, and like I said, I do not recommend going and looking it looking that story up. Um, unless you are like us and we immediately went to Google and <laughs> looked it up yeah, <laughs> they, not, and they said the same thing. Hey, we don't <laughs> recommend you go and look this up. Yeah. And we're like, ah, pff, screw it. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Loab is the complete and utter hatred of humanity. That's what I have in my notes. And what is the, the, the possible, at least the AI connection to the cloud? Have you uh, thought of that idea? So really. most AIs are coded to be able to reach into their data bank, which is the cloud, right? And pull out and learn of what pictures are. So this brings up the whole idea of what is really the cloud? Is it just a, a, a bunch of servers that have a bunch of information stored? Because if that's the case, then they have a bunch of our information stored. Or is it really this sort of slip space kind of deal where who knows what's actually in it, right? Which I kind of tend to lean, because I know how the hardware side of the cloud works, but I tend to lean to who knows what's in it because we really don't know how that all works. Yeah, I know nothing about it. I'm not very technologically savvy, so <laughs> I don't know any of that. How to... How do they say that it works? Or I don't know. So, like if you Google it, what does it say? Oh, well, I could bring that up, and I and I will. So what the cloud, in my interpretation, is the cloud is basically like the cloud on our phones. It's basically just extra storage on our phones. Yeah. So it's just a server somewhere that you upload your stuff to. So then that information just gets stored. On, on like computers. a larger chip, basically yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, who who's to say who has what access yeah. to that stuff? That's a whole different conversation than I'm trying. China. To, yeah. Right. Exactly. China. Um, but I'm gonna look that up because I want to know the actual definition of what they're they're trying to say. Xi Jinping probably has access to all my photos right now. <laughs> oh, I bet. So cloud computing, this is kind of basically what it is. 
They say it is on-demand availability of computer system resources, especially data storage, cloud storage, and computing power, without direct active management by user. So, I'm just trying to read ahead a little bit. So, basically, it's just storage area. You don't have to look at it. You can come back and look at, you know, take what you want out of it. But the whole idea for cloud is it's all a storage area that your stuff gets sent or essentially uploaded to, right? And I don't think people actually fully realize that that's what it is, is it's a bunch of servers that some human made. Yeah. Um, servers as in like computers with a bunch of hard drives. That's basically what a server is. Yeah. So they're all somewhere. All your all your information on your phone, all your pictures that you've uploaded to the cloud, it's somewhere. Well, shoot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The way I see it is they've already got enough incriminating evidence on me anyways. So they're already Yeah, someone <laughs> If they're in my phone, whatever. Yeah. The other day someone had said something because I put like uh this the smart switch in mm -hmm. the kitchen and I gotta I still have to get Wi Fi over here. But oh yeah gonna put in the alexa and all that and someone was like it's like uh it's like you're really gonna let them like listen to all you all you have to say and stuff it's like bro we already carry our phones everywhere yeah they know everything they know already. what we say so, like, if they're if they're wanting to get it off the alexa they would have gotten it off my phone yeah you know yep uh, so what's funny to me though is how the cloud really like like the guys off of um, Haunted Cosmos were saying, the cloud is very unexplored. Like, there's not much research that goes on in the cloud. And when it first became a thing, right, there wasn't really much research. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> it must have been that Cherry Cavendish. Yeah? Yeah, because I was fine until that one. Weird. Anyways, there wasn't much like research put into it in the first place. Just like in how it works or what do you mean? Well, as in like it just came out and everybody was okay with it. Oh yeah. Like there wasn't much spec. I mean, there was, there was uh, everything new has speculation, but there wasn't hardly anything. Uh, it was just kind of like, Oh, that's storage, you know, extra storage. Okay. Now I can use extra storage on my iPhone. Um, and like I said, with with everything, there's going to be speculation and people looking into it. But it wasn't one of those, like, VR especially had a big audience behind it trying to, like, explore it. Yeah. And they wanted to see every facet. They wanted to know what it was. I don't, I mean, and Cloud was kind of like, it came a thing in, like, the early 2000s. So I was young. I couldn't. I probably just didn't pay attention to it. But from what I can read, there's not much behind it. Yeah. There's not much research behind it, I should say. So, anyways, how does our spirituality, like our spirit, spirituality? There we go. I can't English at all either today. How does that connect with the cloud? Now, the way I see it that story that we just read into AI that by definition could not have happened. There had to have been something else playing in that. Right. Yeah. 
most people are led to believe demons, and I would be led to believe a demon as well. Now, how would that have, you know, how would that have happened, right? It's computer software. Demons can't mess with computer software, right? They can't do that stuff. So the the one thing I would say is demons are powerful, but they're not powerful over us. Yeah. They're, they're, they have some sort of powers. They have deceiving techniques. They have all these things. It even lists them off in the Bible, and I should have written them down, but they can deceive us. They, they look really good in our eyes. They, um, well, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on the last one, but what I'm trying to say here is the whole cloud idea and AI is pulling from the cloud makes you almost wonder what the cloud actually is. Now, most people have brought up the idea of it being like a separate, um, like not universe, but like, um, what would I be trying to say there? Like a separate um, dimension. Okay, yeah. Most people are saying it's something like that. Very well could be. And in a way, if you think of it, it is. Because it is something that we do not see and we do not know how it works. Yeah. Now, there's just so much that we don't know. Like, how does that all work within your phone? Because if it's all on a storage server somewhere how is that all connecting to your phone well of course we have our 5g which everybody talked about the 5g Not the 5g's brother i feel like 5g got a lot more coverage than cloud ever did yeah i i know i heard a lot of the, the 5g <coughs> but i never nothing. caught anything about the cloud really ever yeah and it was so weird yeah it's all beyond me but yeah, even like what you're saying, we don't know anything about it. Like, shoot, we don't even really know how electricity works. Like, exactly. Like we understand like the basics, but we don't even really know how the electricity yep. works. You know. Well, and it's funny because we know how to use it. <laughs> well, in our job, we're a, a, an electrician, right? But the whole electrical idea is still just a theory. It's just theory. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know yeah. at all. So there's not, you know, it's, there's not a whole lot we do know. I yeah. think, I think we give ourselves too much credit sometimes. Now, um, when it comes back to the cloud stuff, I don't know how that all could play in. I don't know. I really don't. But what I do think is that their spiritual entity is trying to trick people. Yep. That's, yep. That's been a, that's been a thing. That's been a thing since the since the <coughs> beginning, since the fall. But the reason I want I wanted to bring some of that up is because it's becoming such a prevalent thing nowadays that uh, everybody's just kind of accepting it. Nobody's looking at at the whole meta universe, the whole cloud universe, the whole AI. Nobody's looking at it as a bad thing. Hardly anyone is. Um, up until, of course, the Loab story came out. Yeah, that one's weird as heck. Um, and I think that's kind of what tipped a lot of people off. And so a lot of people were like, now looking into it. When it first came out, though, everybody's like, oh, it's just an innocent, you know, you can just go and use it for your 
whatever you want to use it for. Yeah. And and I think now it's getting to the point where people are actually making those spiritual connections. Yeah. And saying, hey, this is this is not okay for an AI that had no way, no how of being able to pull something out like this. There's no way that should ha- this should have happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Go for it. Um, well, I was just gonna kind of wrap it up. If you have something else, um, I I did have one other, um, and this was mostly just for the main basis of the podcast. Um, this is from John. Um, I actually went to John first because it has a lot of basis of truth in it. Um, especially within Christ's prayer. Um, <clears throat> I'm dying for some reason, man. I'm like, seriously, you it must go have down been. the wrong pipe or what? It, it must've been just super dry or something. Huh? Cause it like killed my throat right here oh i guess just scratchy or yeah something. Gotcha. yeah anyways i went to john eight thirty two, and it says then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and then i also have john 14 and it says i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me mm-hmm. and i think that kind of <clears throat> i'm dying i'm actually dying See, I'm losing my voice now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that kind of wraps up the whole podcast just because, in my opinion, we could sit here and talk on and on and on about what we perceive our truth being, and God makes it clear to us. Yep. 100%. That's, the, that's what it all boils down to is yep. our foundation, our filter – when we approach these topics, when we approach these new, so to speak, realities, yep. these new, new technologies, these new, you know, and then it broadens out these new cultural, you know, e- everything <laughs> that filter is Christ. It is yep. the Bible. It's yep. our calling through that. And we use that to sift, to sift these ideas and okay, what, what is contrary to to the Bible, yep. what is contrary to our doctrines. And oh, if that's contrary, if that's evil, if yep. that's what's described as evil, then that's what it is. So that's what that boils down to is be be on the lookout. Yep. Yeah, be weary, um, especially towards the AI. I think as more and more stuff comes out, I think it's going to become scarier and scarier. I agree 100%, yeah. brother. I think the next... The next 10 years is going to be wild. Yeah. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see what the next 10 years. Well, just to see the progression of of technology in the past five years. Oh, man. Yeah. Where are we going in 10 years, man? Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, just think of like three years ago, AI was just some like, yeah, whatever, man, sci-fi stuff. And within yeah. three years, it's, well, like you can actually interact with artificial mm-hmm. intelligence now yeah. for free and it can hold a conversation with you which is the craziest thing in my opinion it's wild yeah anyways i think that does it unless i you think have that's a else. good spot i All think right. that's a good spot well we appreciate anybody joining um of course we 
we're gonna be trying to get these out as much as possible. Yep. I kind of uh, I haven't uploaded any to the YouTube yet. I've been meaning to, um, but it's just super. It takes like four to five more hours just to upload it to YouTube. Yeah. So it's just, just for like just letting upload it time. load. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's stupid. Huh. I don't know why. Yeah. Like it'll be, like basically, I could take my MP3 file from this, upload it to the RSS. And it says, okay, do you want to publish it now? Hit publish. And then it takes like 30 minutes after I hit that and it's yeah. up. So it's like an hour total. Yeah. For YouTube, it takes like four hours to upload Wild. and publish it. So Wild. we will get these out on YouTube. It's just been, it's like we had internet go down on Friday. That Or not Friday. When did I say? Monday. Okay. We had it go down Monday night because our power, my, my power went out up there. And so it's just stuff like that. It's just, I will be getting these out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. And we'll be trying to meet pretty often. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hoping so. Yeah. And if anyone ever has any um, ideas or anything, always just let us know. Yep. We're love to love to get feedback. And if they're contra- contrary to ours, you're wrong. So. 100 percent i don't even want to entertain thoughts other than my own so no no we're we genuinely are doing this for our own good um and we just wanted to bring it out to people and most of it is we want to see what other people's thoughts were yeah yeah and i mean like we're still figuring it out too like we talk about these topics but we don't we don't have it all down you know yeah like we don't know no we're still just too Two young Christian men trying to survive the modern world. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great week.